Hello and welcome to another episode of Fight on Montana. My name is Adam. I'm a Montana native. Um, I've had a passion for Grizz athletics for a long time. And I'm joined today by my co-host, none other than Angel Villanueva. Uh, what's up, y'all? My name is Angel. I'm originally a California native. Um, I played football here at the university from 2015 up until late 2019. Um, I'm kind of like Adam, too. I'm passionate, but I'm really kind of thankful for everything that Grizz Nation gave me back. Guys, the whole point of this show is to take a deep dive into Grizzly Athletics, providing insight, updates, and letting y'all know what's going on. So we have a today we have a really cool episode. We are going to be doing a preview of uh, the next Grizz football game against the Washington Huskies. And so let's get this started, man. So Angel, after two years, two years, long years practically, uh, we have football back in Grizz Nation. Uh, this is probably you know surreal for you because two years ago you were playing, um, yep. and this will be the, actually the first game that you've scene that actually means something yeah it, it's surreal for a couple of different things one obviously being this is really kind of my first stint as a fan you know obviously not being a part of the program like that and being able to play all the time with those guys i think it's really awesome to be in a position where i, I can just appreciate it you know yeah. and then moving on to i played washington you know a couple i think it was uh 2017 when was the last time we played and we got a we got a bunch spanked you know but at the <laughs> same time you know it was such a cool environment it was just an awesome experience and it was truly incredible just to be part of something like that and be able to tell my friends hey you know what i played against some of the best athletes you know around because at the time washington was stacked they were coming yeah. off their loss in playoffs against alabama you know so it, it was a big year for them previously and they had big expectations coming into you know that first year man so it's going to be fun just to kind of all things considering to just be able to sit down and enjoy it you know Definitely, definitely. And, you know, they are ranked, I believe, like 22nd in the nation uh, yep. in the in the polls, um, which is really cool because this is a ranked team. So both teams are ranked. Montana's ranked probably 9 or 10, 11, depending on the poll that you look at. So this isn't just some, you know, team that they're going to run up against and, and think that they're going to be beaten um, soundly. The Grizz are going to give these guys all that they can give. I know they're going to fight till the end. I'm I'm excited for this game, man. I'm yeah. really excited. Yeah, me too. And I think I think you know today's episode is really kind of geared about. I think we talked plenty enough about the Grizz. You guys yeah. know how we feel about them. We've done a position breakdown, kind of explaining where they were at, kind of going back. You know, ending till today is really kind of the base it around you know, getting into a little bit more in-depth about the UW roster, you know, what's kind of to be expected, what do we kind of predict, you know, those types of things, and how how will we kind of match up when it comes to playing against not just some scraps, you know, they're a ranked team for a reason, they're a good team for a reason, and so this episode is really kind of geared to just take a little bit deeper of dive to have an understanding from a fan perspective. Yep, that's totally right. So let's look at, you know, what the Washington Huskies. So mm -hmm. if you look at their offense and their defense, their offense, they're bringing seven starters back, and their defense, they're bringing eight starters back. So, you know, let's go into their offense, Angel, because, you know, everyone looks at the offense before the defense now. And the, the position that probably is the most sought-after position in quarterback, they have a quarterback coming back, and I'm forgetting his name off the top of my head. Dylan uh, Morris. Dylan Morris, there you go. Yep. He was a freshman, started as a freshman in, I believe, last year. And so he is returning. They only played four games in 2020, though. 
Yeah. So but the thing is, the thing is, I mean, and this is just my, obviously my personal yeah. opinion. In those four games, they showed flashes of you know really good football. I mean, yep. you're playing. A, I mean, they they started off the you know obviously the COVID season, so it's an asterisk. Yep. Not a lot of people think it's a true season, you know. But regardless, they lined up against some dudes that were just as big, that were just as strong, and they won a war with them. And I started off that you know kind of that COVID season. They started off with Oregon State. I think Oregon State's on the up and coming, you know. Especially after what well, I think it was last year or a year and a half ago when they beat Oregon, you know, which is a huge yeah. feat for them. You know, that's yeah. a huge thing. So the fact that they were go to their, I think it, they played them at their house too. You know, able yeah. to go to their house, play them, and actually win 21 27. I mean, that's a tough opponent in itself. Arizona, I'm not as high on. I know that they're still in the rebuilding process and they've been doing that for a couple of years. You yeah. know, not everything's clicked on all cylinders. But again, you're playing a football team in anything. Any game that you play and you win, that that's a hard-fought one. You know, it's not like these guys just roll over. Kind of moving on the lines, they played Utah, which I think is super, super talented. They always come to play, and they're really kind of, you know, those Islander boys are just a little different out there, man. I'm telling you. So they get after it. They get, yeah. they truly get after it. So kind of seeing that ended up with a win, 21-27, and then finishing off the season against an extremely, you know, prod, I mean, a well-known football team in Stanford. You know, perennial, yeah, perennial yeah. powerhouse, yeah, yeah, and so that like like you just said right now, a powerhouse, and you know, yeah. giving them a run for the money, putting them in position with the freshman quarterback to keep in mind, and put them in a position to lose thirty-one twenty-six. You know, it's it's pretty pretty damn incredible. So regardless yeah. of what people say, COVID season, I think just similar similarly to how the Grizz played, they showed flashes of some really good football. And so that's why I think it's it's going to be such a fun kind of matchup when it comes to Saturday and two weeks and one day from now. Well, and one thing that people can't forget is this team did get invited to the Pac-12 championship. They had to say no because they had some COVID issues. So yep. this is a championship caliber team that we're playing. One thing that stood out for me, I don't, you know, they've got some quarterbacks that coming into them. I don't know if that guy's going to start. He might start in the beginning of the, the, the year. I don't know if he'll be starting there at the end. They have uh, Sam Heward. His uncle was Brock Heward that played in the NFL. You know, they've got uh, a, a local boy that we know, uh, Camden Sermon, mm-hmm. um, freshman coming in. So, you know, they're going to be okay no matter what because that line that they have, yeah, holy Hannah, man, that is a huge, huge line. They're returning all five of their starters, and it is the largest line that UW has ever had. Mm-hmm. You know what? I kind of think I kind of see that in two ways, though. That could be a really good thing, depending on how they train. Obviously, they train hard, but that could yeah. also be, you know, obviously a weakness of our, of theirs potentially down the path. You know, yeah. I can say at certain times I was sitting at three hundred and forty pounds, but I wasn't as athletic. I wasn't as strong. I wasn't maybe as agile as I was kind of when I finished up my career at three nineteen. So I'm obviously playing devil's advocate. I mean, mm-hmm. guys, if you guys know anything about their offensive line right now, they're averaging six five, three hundred twenty three pounds. You know, but yeah. what's cool about it, though, is that we're right there in that ballpark. I oh, think yeah. our oh, offensive yeah. line is, is I think, an inch or two shorter. So 6'3", six, 6'4". Mm-hmm. Six, I mean, they could even be 6'5", you know, because we have really tall tackles. You know, 6'3", six, 6'4". Yeah. Six, six, and we're averaging, I think, 322 pounds on our side of the ball. So yeah. when you kind of look at neck and neck, you know, as far as experience, as far as returners, you guys see some really strong points on both teams. And obviously, 
I'm a firm believer in if you have an offensive line, you have a chance, regardless of what anybody says, regardless of the situation. And it seems like a lot of these guys are really kind of deep into, you know, their playing careers. It's not like they're returning from one year of playing. You know, some of these guys, you know, is a six-year senior. I think one of their guys, their first-team Pac-12 selection, he's a six-year senior. You know, kind of going back to our position group, we have a six-year senior, technically speaking, with Conlon Beaver, you know. Obviously, yeah. he he's in a different tier. He's in a different bracket, but he's still an all-conference selection, and he's an All-American, you know. So he can hang with these guys. So it's going to be really interesting to see, you know, when it comes to production and how we produce on both sides of the ball, you know, I think that's where it's really going to start, you know, regardless of who plays behind who. Yeah, and I, I totally agree with you because I think that it's going to – it always comes down to the line. You know, I, I really do think with, with the guys that we have and the bat – you know, the, the, the depth that we have, offensive line is a strength for us this mm-hmm. year. Um, I think that we can play with them there. Um, you know, it, it will – I would like to see what we have in the defense. I think we, we are stout defense. It's just going to see – it's going to be interesting to see can our backups – do we have enough in, on the defensive line to stack up with their offensive line for a full game? I always remember the Grizz played Tennessee way back in, I believe it was like 2010, 2011. And we were in that game. It was just a battle of attrition. They had more guys that they could throw at us. And mm-hmm. it, it finally, mid third quarter, you, you just wore down and, and then they just roll over you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do think, you know, and then you'll probably agree with me, it's going to come down to the, the trenches. Um, but I think we stack up really well there. I, I think, think so one, too. so sure one area that they're going to, they're going to do that. They're going to be running the ball. They have four running backs that they like to run. So they're mm-hmm. going to run the ball. I think that plays in favor to us because I think our defense is going to headhunt those guys. I think they're going to be, they're going to be all over the field. So I really think if, if we play the cards right, we have a good game. I really think we could pull this upset. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think I think what you're saying is 100% true. And that's not to say that's not because we think UW's a bad team. It's no, because no. We think they're, they're UW's a, a really good team. <laughs> and I just think this is the year for the Grizz where we have an extremely talented team too. I mean, you yep. said right now they're a run-heavy team. After that first game, me, me and Adam were reading an article you know, just a little while ago. And after that first game during the COVID season, Coach uh, Lake came out wearing a hat that says run the damn ball, you know. <laughs> and a lot of people appreciate that. And some people kind of, you know, attribute that to an old school style of football, you know, mm-hmm. really kind of getting down and dirty in the run game. Well, guess who's, who's somebody else that loves to get down and dirty in the run game? Exactly. Our coach, Bobby Howe, yep. you know. So when you think about the philosophies and how – where they're structured and how we're kind of structured, there's a lot of similarities, you yep. know, and like you said. And so we say they have a chance because not because we're go we're, we're Grizz fans. We say we no. have a chance because we think there's an opportunity, you know, that we could probably take advantage of, you know, it, it really kind of is going to depend on a couple of things. Obviously yep. turnovers is going to be a huge thing, you know, yep. on anybody, you know, we're fortunate that we've had somebody that that's played at Boise state that has, you know, some pretty extensive experience when it comes to the quarterback position you know, and then on their side, they have they have a freshman playing. That's not to say that he's not qualified. He's going to be a starter for a reason. But yeah. that's just to say that, hey, you know what? It's really going to come down to mistakes. You yeah. know, I think it's not going to be one thing that's going to roll over somebody else. I think it's going to come down to the little things. And, you know, I, I think both programs really pride and cherish themselves in doing the little things. 
you know, obviously, you know, the, like you said, local boy, Camden Servant out there, you know, you know, yeah. he's going to, I think he might get an opportunity, obviously thinking down the road, I think he might get an opportunity to make some big, great plays. He's an athlete, man. He's an animal. Oh, yeah, so, he's a heck of a heck of an athlete. You know, he was actually committed to the Grizz, so uh, it was uh, sad to see him go. But you know, he's got to look out for him. And and yep. who who would say no to play Division One football, FBS? You know, so yeah, uh, can't fault like him. Too, yeah, yeah yep. you can't fault him for that. We wish him the best, and we'll root for him when they're not playing the Grizz. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I definitely could see him if they're going to run the ball. You're going to want a quarterback that's athletic enough so that you can run the ball with him too, and he has a pretty good arm as well. Um, mm-hmm. So I think I think they could probably you could see him not a, not yep. terribly a lot, but you could see him down in the future in there that season. Yeah, so hundred percent. And I think that's just a cool thing. I think it's so cool that you know that we have those ties on both ends of the ball. You know, we mm-hmm. have those ties. You know, pe- people from UW, I mean, or from Washington, the state of Washington. We have a huge fan base for the Grizz out there. You know, yeah. oh yeah, and vice versa. A lot of people out here that are from Washington, they're big UW fans. So it's kind of it's yeah. always a fun matchup. You know, it's always yeah. a good time. I mean, just thinking about our rivalry from a couple of years back, I remember we had a pretty decent like section of fans. You know, yeah. and it really kind of surprised me. And it really was true to say, like, hey, you know what? Grist friends are truly everywhere, everywhere. Oh, they're think, everywhere, man. Yeah, I yeah. think they're a little bit more prominent in states like you know Washington. And so I yeah. think that's one of the coolest things ever, just to be able to say that I have played them. And, you know, it, it's come full circle now that, hey, we're, we're going back to their house and um, uh, getting a shot to play them again, you know. And I think moving on along, along the lines, too, you know, even kind of going down to the, even the receiver position, you talked a little bit about the running backs. You know, let's yeah. talk a little bit about, you know, their tight ends. They have a first-team tight end who's, I, in the article that we read, was arguably yeah. their best player, you know, on their whole team. Yeah. I think if I read that correctly, am I right yeah. in saying that? Yeah, I think he's the, the. I think they were saying that he was the most athletic that they had um, on that on the team as well. So uh, from the from the sounds of it, you know they're they're stout at tight end, um, wide receiver. They've I think they're searching. They've got a transfer coming in, for, I believe, from Texas Tech mm-hmm. um, that they're hoping will take that number one spot. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think kind of. Man, that I'm excited about this game. And and, and if anyone knows me, I'm. Op, you know, I'm cautiously optimistic. Our cornerbacks are good, and mm-hmm. we are deep. We are insanely deep at that position. Not them, not having a standout wide receiving core. Let's and and and, and who knows? We don't know. Uh, ex, you know the the summer and what they've done. But if they are not a a really good core. W- our cornerbacks are going to lock them up, and what's going to happen is they're going to have to run the ball, mm-hmm. and that's just going to bring everything in, and they're going to have a hard time moving that ball because mm-hmm. they're going to be one-dimensional. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you give a, 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 a great point. I mean, if you cut off an office, offense's strength and you, and you kind of force them to kind of only do a couple things as opposed to the wide variety of stuff that you could do as an offensive yeah. unit, you know, I think – on my early days, you know, those first couple of years in all the football, you know, it was one of those things that was such a learning curve that it was a lot of overwhelming stuff. So I think a lot of coaches in my early playing days that we had to kind of simplify it. And as we kind of went along the season, we knew what we were capable of and we were able to kind of expand that playbook. But if you, if you can't throw the ball down, down the field, you know, that kind of limits you. That puts you in a big pickle, big, big pickle, you know, and <laughs> vice versa. If you can't run the ball, that puts you in a pickle. You know, yep. because then that forces you to throw, and that changes the whole schematics of how the defense operates. 
you know, yep. and that's just from a player's perspective. And you can feel it in the game where there's some pressure. You know where your strengths are. You know where your weaknesses are. And you know yep. what? And like you said, we're really fortunate to have some really damn good players at that cornerback position that are truly passionate about the game. And you know what's even crazier? They're come. They're they're drop downs from top tier schools. Exactly. You know? well, and, and and some of these guys have played Washington. They're yeah. not afraid of Washington. Uh-huh. Now, two of our transfers have played at Oregon State. You know, uh-huh. uh, Louisville. Like these are big time programs. They're yeah. not going to be scared of this. They're going to get. They're going to get hit first. The Grizz are going to hit them, and it's going to be interesting to see what happens because I know when you played Angel, um, the Grizz hit. You know, I, I hit, hit, hit Washington. Josh Sandry intercepted a pass, ran it back for a touchdown. Yeah. The only thing, and and I was going nuts. I was jumping up and <laughs> screaming my head man, off. Man, that was that was a, <laughs> that's a tough play, man, because he came off the field, you know, so enthusiastic. Oh, he was yeah. ready, like you should be. You know, you're ready yeah. for war. And you know, obviously, we're hyped up. Like, man, we have a chance. But looking yeah. back at the end of the game, six and then it was like, uh, boom, you know, roll over, man. I was like, dang, you know. Yeah. So it was, you know, it was an awesome experience. But the same type of thing. Sandry wasn't worried. You know, yeah. those guys on defense weren't worried. You know, Jesse was going up against one of the top tackles in the nation at the time, and I think he plays for the Buffalo Bills now. You know, yeah. you know, yeah. as a defensive end, you know, kind of going interior wise, there was a lot of guys in the middle. You know, that were really strong players that had some really big depth. I mean, even looking back at the Oregon Oregon game that we played, you know, in 2019, same type of deal. The defensive front was put against some big, talented, strong, fast boys. You know, at yeah. the time, Oregon was regarded the best offensive lineman that they the school probably ever had. And at the time, debatably the best in college football, you know. And so yeah. being able to kind of line up against those guys, you know, that defensive side of the ball is not going to be scared to play. You know, oh, especially no. and even even thinking about some of those younger guys that are getting kind of the first team and second team reps, you know, what great yeah. leadership to be under those guys, you know, in, in that cornerback position, that safety position to have, yeah. you know, such talent so that, just to kind of build that mental toughness, that thickness and just to understand the game from a really kind of veteran perspective. It's just going to prove really advantageous moving forward down the line when these guys grow older, you know? Yeah. And I, I think one thing that I I'm. I'm really interested to see is uh, Justin Belknap, uh, the transfer from Arizona. From all accounts, he's taken that leadership role, and I think that he could be really a game changer on the end um, and and do some great things this year. We're not going to go into Grizz, their players. I'm going to stop there because we, you guys can search the episode out, uh, and we've done that already. But one thing, Angel, that, that I think is going to be good, going to their defense, man, They've got eight starters coming back. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, last I, I get so confused because I'm like, holy cow! Last the last the season, it's 2020. They played in 2020. We did not play in 2020, mm-hmm. <laughs> but in 2020 they were banged up on their defensive line. A couple of their starters had some injuries. You know, the only thing with that is is they're going to be loaded. They're going to be, you know, Washington's going to be loaded on the defensive side. They're going to have big guys. So uh, they've got eight starters coming back. One area that they do not have starters coming back that they're searching for is in the cornerback position. And when I read that, when I, when I was, we were researching, talking about that fire was going off because guess we, who we have in our wide receiving core. Oh, we we got some dudes. We got we some, got guys, some dudes, sure. man. We got some dudes. Yeah. Samuel Kim, yeah. you know, 
Uh, Gabe Solster. We've got some guys that can light these guys up. I think that that plays. It, that's I'm, I'm pumped, man. I, I think we really could. There's some things in this uh, this armor of Washington that I think we could exploit and really make this a good game. Um, and I'm excited. I'm excited, yeah. man. And, and that's what it boils down to, man. I mean, regardless of what it is, I want to see a good game. You know, yep. I, I don't care about the score. You know, I care about the grid. I, I mean, I've obviously I've, – I've been part of it, so I look at, at the game of football in a different perspective, you know, yep. when it comes down to it. But, you know, I want, I want a hard – modern game you know i want yeah. those guys to understand that hey it takes a lot of work to win you know because some of those guys that are just kind of moving their way into you know an, a roster position you know being able to travel with those guys that are young guys you know i mean even me thinking about my early days i thought hey we're just a better team because that's what it looks like on paper and then we should win this game you know yeah. it took me a while to build into the mindset like hey Winning games as a whole, it takes absolutely all 11 guys at the field at any point in time, and it's yep. extremely damn hard to do, you know? Yep. And so being able to come with, with that mindset of just, hey, one play at a time, one doubt at a time, let's get this job done, you know? I think it's really going to prove to be just a great game for everybody to see, man. I think people at that FBS level are going to kind of look down and be like, okay, man, who's Montana? What are they, yep. what are they about, you know? Yep. I think because of that, people are going to grow to be Grizz fans. I mean, what's not to love about us? You know, and it's vice versa. Yeah. One area that I think is really going to be a positive from this is the Grizz, you know, recruiting. They That's one of the recruiting places that they go. Mm-hmm. Seattle is a hotbed that, that the Grizz try to get. I know they've gotten a couple players out of there um, the last couple of years. Um, so, you know, the Grizz playing Washington, um, is probably not something out of the ordinary. It's it's happening for a reason. They're trying to get themselves into that network, get those guys that are in Seattle recruiting wise. Um, so that, you know that that can be a, a beneficial of this game as well. Not just yeah. the money that we're getting for for our athletic program, but for recruiting as well. Yeah, I mean, I mean, just think about it from a recruiting perspective. You know, you Montana is going out and paying these big time names. You know, I mean, in mm-hmm. 2019 it was Oregon, in 2017 it was it was UW again, and this year again it's UW. So mm-hmm. obviously, the FBS level has you know some type of regard for the type of football and the type of style that we bring about to the game. You know, there's obviously some type of consideration to say, hey, you know what? Do we want Montana that first game? Yeah, maybe we do. You yeah. know. And I think that there's a reason for that. You know, there's one, there's mutual respect. And two, it's, 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 I think they know that regardless of who you bring, you know, those guys are going to, you know, I mean, even after that, that, that tough loss against UW a couple years ago, you know, coach, I forgot his name, but coach at the time was talking about how, you know what, that Montana tough mantra is a real thing because some of those guys really came out to play today, you know? And I think that's such a cool thing. And I just think we're at a place where we're just more overall talented. You know, I and yeah. I, I mean, talented in the sense of everybody's brought bought into the program. Everybody's exactly. done their due diligence and done their done done the work up until this mm-hmm. point. Because at this point, you know, it's just it's just kind of fine tuning, you know, the little things. You know, yeah. all the, there's no more work that could be done. People think right now is when the work starts. No, the work's done now. You know, yeah. we are going to be the team who we are going to be fine tuning the little things, perfect. You know, those li- the, that that how it plays out. You know. Yeah. Well, I, I think that we, we've had, <laughs> we've had two years, man, <laughs> and two years of growth. 
these guys are ready. Um, and you can, you know, cause you know, the coaching staff has said that this team has, has been um, consistent, has been spot on in practice, that this isn't some ordinary, like it's not ordinary for, for a team to be this, this fine tuned this time of the year. And I just think that kind of goes into the practice and, and the, the work that these players have put in and the buying in of, of Montana. So I, I can't wait for this game. One thing that I'm crossing my fingers, I don't want anyone hurt. This is where, where, yep. you know, these games are awesome to see and it's awesome for the, the athletic program. Cause we get money to, to help disperse and help other programs as well. I don't want anybody hurt. I, it, both sides, you know, this isn't going to be a break our season. It's not going to break their seat. Well, it probably, it might break their season. <laughs> if we beat them, it might hurt their season, but uh, it won't break our season. So I just praying that, that no one gets hurt during these games and I can't wait to watch. Yeah. I, like you said, man, I think that's the most important thing, man. I mean, I've, I've, you know, I'm a victim of, of injury. You know, I've been hurt myself. I've been in games where I messed myself up. And so looking back on it, I don't wish that on anybody, man. I really wish for long, fruitful careers, you know, regardless of even if it ends after four years, I think it's uh, it's one of those things that's like, I think everybody has that mutual feeling and understanding that, hey, this is a risky game and people get hurt and people people hurt themselves to the point where it gets, you know, it affects them down the line, which is a super sad thing to even think about, you know? And so these yeah. guys are really, truly giving it their all, you know, for a game, which, which is truly yeah. incredible. You know, it just goes to show it doesn't matter what it is. You can be passionate about anything, everything, you know? There's no limit to what you what you want to do and what you have to restrain your boys are doing, you know? And that's what I was I was doing that for such a long time. And now I am the man who I am because of, of, of those, uh, I guess, instances, you know? And I wouldn't change it for a world, man. Yeah. I'd go back out to that YouTube game, even if I knew that we were going to end up losing 7 to 66. You know, I'd do it all over again. You know, those yeah. games that I won, I'd do it all over again. Those games that I lost. I try my best to win those games again, you know, but it's the same thing, man. I do it all over again with those guys, and I don't care what anybody says, man. I think it's a, it's a, it's a real honor on my part to just ever be able to say that I've been a part of that. Yeah. Well, and one thing, you know, going into Washington, one area that they'll probably have on us, um, special teams is, is you know, we're, we're bringing back some freshmen in that, that realm. They are experienced, so – I don't put it past the coaching staff to have the special teams in line. Um, but if it's a close game, um, I think that we would be a little bit rocky on that side just because we're inexperienced and they're not. So just fans out there, you know, they're going to be the more experienced in the special teams. But don't put it past the, the coaching staff and the, these players to get it dialed in uh, because – they're all dialed in and they're working towards a goal. So, yeah. And that, and that's what, that's what Bobby's known for, you know, his special teams play. And yeah. I think that's the coolest part about it too. I mean, even, it was kind of the same concern that we had during that, that, you know, that COVID season, you know, kind of, kind of asking and kind of thinking about where is our special team going to lie. And they outperformed us, you know, they definitely yeah. shut up, shut our mouths up just by the, the type of play that they came to, you know, obviously, you know, produce. And so because of that, I think it's, um, I, th I think I think we'll be okay, man. I think, like you said, we'll get it lined out. Yeah. We'll get it straightened out, and just uh, I'm ready for some damn ball, man. Let's go, oh, man, dude. We are going to be having some football in two weeks and one day. I'm going to be sitting on my couch with a beer and watching some football. 
How about you, dude? Yep, exactly, man. Yeah, you know what? I just, I, I just, I, I just want, I just kind of want to explain that when I did play them, man, they were. I kind of getting an idea of what I was kind of up against, and just us as a team kind of had to experience. So first and foremost, we had a first round draft pick with Vita Vea. You know, he just recently won the Super Bowl with the Tampa Bay Bucks. Moving along, Jake Browning, who was a quarterback at the time, he's playing for the Minnesota Vikings. Keyshawn Biera, Biera, whatever you say that, uh, he's playing for the Broncos, <laughs> and he's now playing in the CFL. Uh, I don't even know how to say this guy's name. Benning, I'm just going to uh, – I don't even want to say his last name, but he was a defensive end. No, no you got to say his name, dude. You got to say his name because like, you give me crap. Time. I'm not you give me crap I'm all not, the time. No, you give me exactly. crap all the time. I'm, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you take the bulk of that. I'm gonna let you take the bulk of that. <laughs> Moving on. This name's pretty well known. Miles Gaskin. He's playing for Miami, dude. Azim Victor. He played for the Raiders, the Bucks, the Seahawks. Trey Adams, which was that actual um, that offensive line that I was telling you yep. about, man. He was. Yep. He plays for Buffalo. Greg Gaines, another big, big guy. He's playing for the Rams. Will Will Disley. He's a Bozeman kid. He's playing for the yep. Seahawks. You know, so that's just to say that that year, man, and they they had some ballers. And so yeah, I think they're in the process of, you know, they've got some building to do in certain positions. But I think yeah. a lot of these guys are going to have a breakout year on their roster. And I'm looking kind of forward ahead just to kind of predict what the future would look like for, you know, Husky football. And you know what? Yeah. I think it, it's a great privilege that we get to, you know, be able to ha- travel out there and give them a run for their money. You know, regardless well, of what at, happens, I'm a Grizz yeah. fan for life. Yeah. yeah look, and just looking at just being a player, man, and, and I, I know the competitive person in me, they were invited and they earned a championship opponent and they, they were going to be there. They got that taken away because of COVID. Mm-hmm. That fuels their fire probably a whole heck of a lot mm-hmm. <laughs> during that off season. So they're going to be ready. They're going to be fired up. They're going to want to prove uh, that the the shortened season wasn't a joke it, it, and that they are who they are and that they're a contender. Um, so don't think that just because they're Washington, they're going to come out soft and then they're going to be ready. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so, Adam, here's a big question, brother. Here's yes. a big question of the day. What What's your prediction? Oh, man. You're putting me on the spot, dude. Oh, yeah. um, you know, I think it's going to be a close first half, and then I think it, it might get away from the Grizz. I'm going to say 44-32. Okay. I'm going to be the opposite end of the spectrum. I'm going to believe okay. in our Grizz, and I'm going to say Grizz by three. Grizz by, by three. Ooh. By three, a field goal, man. Ooh. And so that's who, challenging who, your special team's talk. There so, you go. Who, who who's gonna who's gonna be the uh, kicker that makes the field goal? Man, I don't even care. Me if <laughs> I have to. If we're in that position, me if I have to, I'll run out there. <laughs> oh man, you know I, I'm excited, man. I'm, I can't. Yo, I can't it, wait. It does not matter, it. baby. I'm just, just grateful to be here. You know. <laughs> exactly. I just think we're gonna come out on top, man. I'm 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 hopeful. I'm rooting for my guys, and I, and I believe in them. Well, and. We all believe in you. We're rooting for everybody in the Grizz Nation. We just want to thank everyone, every listener, for your time, for supporting our show. Uh, you know, we have a long way to go. You know, we've been at this for two years, and so we're we're gonna keep on working at it so that we can get this to be huge. Uh, do us a favor, get in touch with us. We want to hear from you. Uh, be sure to uh, follow, like, uh, message us. Also, 
You can find us on social media at our Twitter and uh, Instagram feeds. We You can listen to Fight on Montana podcast on Apple and on Spotify. So find us on there, guys. Make sure you rate and review and subscribe. And, hey, we thank you guys for spending some time with us. And I can't wait till the next episode. Yep. Peace, guys. Thank you guys so much.